Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And today we got two dope guests. First up, the owners of the amazing Airbnb in Savannah, Georgia, Rose all day and the amazing the fantastic Vanessa of Wine Access Me. And who is I? And I is he. He is. Bartender Ben with the grin. <laughs> Double B in the house, Bartender Ben. He is here with a big old grin. Smiling and filing, profiling, sipping on wine, but it's Rose Fine. Hey, it's Ben. When 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 the mixtape coming out? Uh, you know, um, I'm dropping my next mixtape in the day after Never. Hey, I got it, man. Coming soon. (laughs) What up, everybody? Hello, world. How are you guys? We hope everybody is here. I hope everyone is just present because you know what? It's real out here. Hey, when you was in school, you never said like president when you was present. (laughs) I know. Man, it was DC public schools, my bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I did not do that. We actually didn't say present. We, we we would say here. Yeah, you know. Okay, dramatic com- pause. You know, I mean, Everybody's- it was a combination. I mean, the school view there was there was a here crowd, <laughs> there was a president, and then there was a present. I, I would say here. I I would honestly say because like I'm I'm here. Right. I, I, I may not be present because I may be not paying attention. I'm here though. Again, you're intellectual. You're dealing with people um, from DC public schools. Well, Waukegan Public Schools in this house. Oh, really? <laughs> I hit the wrong Yeah, part. okay. Waukegan Public Schools. Hey, shout out to Waukegan Public Schools. Damn, it's just... Hey, shout out. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Waukegan Public Schools, man, because they created a, a brilliant uh, woman here. She helped me think through stuff because my brain ain't all the way there. Well, um, well... Talking about what, 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 what are we drinking today? Well, today we're doing a little something different. Okay. So our two guests today are one. We are talking to Megan and her husband, who own the Rose All Day Airbnb in Savannah, Georgia, which is so dope. We got to book our, our stay already. We got yes, and we are talking to Vanessa of Wine Access, and Wine Access is a platform where basically you learn about wine and. You get to purchase wine through them. So they shipped us a whole plethora of wines to try. So they sent us several rosés and we're just going through them. And that's what we're doing today. But the thing about Wine Access is they teach you about wine. And like they talk to people like Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade on their live feeds so that they can talk about like what they like as mm-hmm. wine drinkers, like wine companies that they've created. So like... Today we're like mixing it up with the rosé all day. Oh yeah, being literally rosé all day. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for today. Well, speaking of rosé all day, an oh, avid rosé drinker is Kamala Harris. 
people don't know that she does drink rosé. She's from California as well. She is the sitting senator from California, and she's the Democratic nominee for VP and was at the debate last night. Hey, shout out to her. Yes! Pew, 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 pew! I love listening to her speak. <laughs> me too. She gave me that Obama vibe. Okay. Like, you know, like the cadence, and I feel like stuff is going to be okay when she starts to speak. I don't know. I just I just feel like maybe because it's like the lack of confidence from like the president and vice president that's sitting. Yeah. To hear somebody that like can... <laughs> Articulate, you know, statements well and really make a point, stick to the point that was brought up. All of those things that, you know, you kind of we've we've been missing for the last three and three years and some change. Yeah, well, I appreciate last night's debate with her, which is why this episode did not come out yesterday's because we wanted to talk about the debate. And I am just so one. I, I have to make this cl- disclaimer. Um, a lot of people are like, Kamala better do a good job because, you know, we are counting on her. She ain't got to do nothing. She does not have to do literally nothing. Right. No one held Pence to that uh, uh, standard. And as a woman of color, a black woman, South Asian woman, she ain't got to do nothing. Right. right? She just got to show up and just do the best she can, just like everybody else. That's all. And we're not going to put the weight of the world on her. Well, they gonna try. Well, they could try, but she ain't got to take it. And and to and to your point, let's mark this interview <laughs> this time right now. What time is it? One whatever. Mark it right now. As to say, Kamala Harris will get judged way more harshly than any other vice president. She'll get judged harsher than probably Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Through this presidency, which you know, just be on the lookout for. Well, and you know, I would just say this. You know, as women, we always are, right? From her clothes to her stance to her not having children of her own to being married to a white man, like to her being a state prosecutor, to everything about her, everything is going to be judged and it's judged that much more harsher, right? Because she's a woman. But guess what? What I love about her, she's like, and what? That's all you, that's all you could do. And I love her for it because she's like, I am who I am. But what you're not going to do is throw my record against me when you ain't got one to compare it to. And she did that last night at the debate. And I loved it because I was like, you better say it, sister. Yes, I did. And what I really loved was the fly in Pence's hair. I I just think that... um There's something else going on with these debates. I think they're doing something for ratings... <laughs> no, that that fly was just randomly there in Utah. Whoa. That fly, that was the fly of the ancestors because that fly came in during the racial question. First of all, we need to stop talking about it racial and talk about racism, and and that's the mm-hmm. section of it. It's not racial because, like, no, this is racism we're talking about. Not, it's not racial, right? <laughs> we're talking about racism. Totally different thing. Um. But that fly of our ancestors, that was Dr. Martin Luther King that flew in or Malcolm X uh, that flew in and got a pinch his head. It was like, you going to say that racist, systemic racism does not exist, you said? You said systemic racism does not exist. But I'm like, why was a fly on his head for so long? Because you said systemic racism does not exist. And so he was like, that's bull. And so that fly 
was like, this sounds like, smells like, feels like. Because that is some, just saying. Systemic racism exists. And as a person of color, a black woman right here, forward facing of it, I have experienced it my entire life. Being called the N-word when I was, what, in kindergarten? It didn't even know what it meant? That's systemic racism. Right. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You're saying it doesn't exist? Boy, bye. Also, if you want to actually uh, hear about systemic racism or de jure racism, racism by uh, political stance and policy, right? Read The Color of Law. <laughs> it gives you actual cases and accounts of systemic racism where the system is set up to be racist. I mean... It, it actually exists. You know, at one point in my life, I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. But then you actually see the evidence. You can read the cases. I mean, you can look around in life. You can look around in life. Look at your social security number. Look at your, your social security number is systemic racism at its finest. Your social security number tells you not only your age, the year you were born, it tells you your sex, it tells you your racial uh, de- uh, demographic, it tells everything. Those numbers tell you everything. It is a fact. So, yeah, it's pretty clear. That's why you have to use those social security. It's not, a, I, yes, it's an identifier. It identifies exactly who you are. Of course. So therefore, when you go to a bank to get a loan, it's not to just say, oh, I identified you. You can use your driver's license for that. It identifies you as to what ethnicity, what gender, when you were born, where you were born. There's a lot of information held behind that social security number. And people don't realize it. But Mm -hmm. getting back to uh, Senator Harris... I am very proud of how she performed. And if she performed badly, I would still be proud of how she performed because she is the very first woman of color to be on that stage. And our PSA of the day is if you got two feet, go vote. If you got two feet, go vote. If you got two feet, you know what to do. You better beat your feet. Go vote. Hey. <laughs> All of that. that was, You're welcome. Go, go do that. Like go if vote. you can do the electric slide, you can follow the lyrics of that song. Listen, and do that. you better electric slide, Cupid shuffle, walk your ass over boogie there. your butt down right. to somebody's precinct go over there you better go online get your ballot do whatever twit twitter right tweet you see, you see this dude with a flower in his head man come on we can't can't have this clown right here for another year i'm just saying Boy, and yeah. also people this is a real announcement here and this is the last announcement before we go to our next interview mm. my birthday is november Seventh, the election is November third. You see where I'm going with this? I've had some crappy birthdays in my life because they've fallen on election days. George Bush, Ronald Reagan. Need I go further? All I'm saying is, y'all, let me have a good birthday celebration. 
So a, a, a Biden Harris election would be a good. Let birthday. my listen. Let That'd that Saturday, you know. Let me go. We gonna be in quarantine. Let me electric slide in my house, you hey. know. So y'all hear that, right? Go out there and vote for the right person. Go out there and vote for Joe Biden. We gotta get this dude out of office and restore some, some just some prestige to the office of presidency. This is like. Some reality TV show bullcrap right now. Let me just celebrate my birthday fun. Last birthday sucked too because it was Trump. And right. every, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do the last little story. Because, okay, my last birthday four, th- four years, three years ago, technically, when Trump was elected, right? I went to work and I was first there. And I was like, this ain't normally right because I'm a woman of color. I'm not usually <laughs> at mm. work early because I like CPT time. But I was there and then like another black person trickled in and we're like, why are we here alone? And we're like, did the world end? And they were like, I don't know. Several hours later, the white girls trickled in and we're like, what happened? What's going on? Why are you in your clothes from yesterday? Why do you look like you got hit by a bus? I can't believe this. She was in tears. A few hours later, more white girls from the office came in. They were crying. And they were in the clothes from yesterday. We're like, what's going on? They were so distraught about the election that they were in tears. They couldn't make it. They couldn't survive. They just were so just. They couldn't believe that this is the world that they lived in. That we would elect a man that will grab them by the... A man that would... I was like, y'all just discovered that today? Today. It was your uncles, aunts, cousins that did this. So this is on you guys. Organize your families now. Don't wait. Because Thanksgiving this year, we ain't talking to our families. You saw the Saturday Night Live skit. It was a black family. And we were like, well, <laughs> we know what America is. Y'all are just finding out. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised. We know how racist y'all can be. Just saying, America. We love our country, too. Our country just don't love us sometimes. Just Go vote. <laughs> that was the wrong one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, crickets. There you Stop go. pressing the buttons. I like pressing <laughs> buttons. All right, y'all. We're going to get into our first interview before he blows your ears out with all these crickets and bugs because that just changed the mood. <laughs> hey, it changed the mood. Hey, what she said was 100,000% correct. We got to get back to getting things in order. We got to get back to these uh, interviews. So, Let's do it. All right. First up, Rose all day, Savannah, Georgia. Rose all day. I can't wait to stay there. Pew, pew, pew. Sorry, got heavy, but we're not. Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And today, you guys, if you are not on Instagram, 
one, you're not cool. Two, you're definitely not cool and following this amazing, amazing Airbnb, small business, entrepreneur out of Savannah. They have the most amazing, beautiful, angelic, rosé, all-day Airbnb. The fantastic owners, the innovators, the world-renowned, smartest people this side of the Mississippi, Megan and Justin! Yay! We're excited to be here. Yay! Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yay! So I, I know I am a fangirl of you guys, and... It's the smartest idea ever. Like, Rosé, Airbnb, intersectionality is real. Because people like to drink, want to be somewhere stationary, (laughs) and have a good time. (laughs) So it, like, just makes sense. How did you guys come up with this idea and also, like, start this amazing business? Well, I guess the first thing is that we wanted to have the most fun possible. So we wanted to do something fun and uplifting. Um, We bought this house in December, at the end of December, and we wanted to make it into an Airbnb. We love our city. We We just really wanted to share it with people, and we wanted to come up with a silly, fun way to do that. People would really like. So we wanted to be different. We wanted to do some kind of bright color for a Victorian house, um, just to bring out its character. And we started going through a couple of different ideas, uh, different themes, or different, you know, colors. And then Justin says rose all day, and that was it. That was the moment where it all made sense. <laughs> wow. So like, it was like literally like we're going to buy a home. Not really like, oh, we're going to do something great, but didn't necessarily have the full plan together. And then all of a sudden, this is birth. So after all rosé all day, you guys were like, light bulb, why not? Bright pink, right? Bright pink, you know, we got tuned out. We want to be special. And it's just fun to look at. (laughs) It really is because the pictures are amazing. How did you guys like sort of like create the inside feel and look and like each room is so just like detailed? (laughs) Like how did you get the idea from each of those rooms? We kind of, you know, it starts with a couple of odd ideas, a little bit of rosé, and all of a sudden, all of your light fixtures look like bubbles, and you're going to be feeling pink in the hallway, and it, it's kind of like, what's something wild and fun that we want to try, and we just kind of made it our passion. Is that You're not going to say there wasn't some alcohol involved, too. <laughs> There's got to be rosé involved, definitely. <laughs> Amazon purchases. Yes. <laughs> and so with this, this you know, rosé all-day Airbnb, what have you seen sort of like in visitors? Like, do you get people from all over the world? Like, how has the stays been going, and especially during COVID? COVID definitely threw a wrench into a lot of our plans, but I think because we are, you know, in 2020, which is terrible, but we have the technology to reach out to people, collaborate with other people that you know, um, especially because we're here in Savannah in a small town, uh, different businesses and different other um, small business owners that we knew, uh, we wanted to kind of get our name out there and we wanted to collaborate and help them in a way that we all succeed from. Um, so we kind of made friends with Morgan Ray, the shop was downtown and they wanted to do a, um, 
photo shoot here with their new summer line with me then. Um, yes. <laughs> like those different connections and then like we made friends with um, different winemakers, influencers and friends and that's how we have a lot of our Instagram is from collaborating and reaching out with people, especially just like how we're talking to you right now, Renee. So much of it is social media. Wow. And so is it just the two of you or do you guys like have a social media sort of like person? I know a lot of people, you know, are seeking people, but like people just do great jobs on their own. So I don't know if it's like you guys or like there's a, a, a magician, you know, or something. I would, uh, would like to say it's us, but really it's all Megan. On that front. <laughs> <laughs> it is 100% her. Uh, wow. When COVID happened and I had to start working from home and, you know, you kind of get a little bit sad, but the thing is, the word of the year is pivot. Uh, mm-hmm. YouTube video has got a lot of advice from friends and family. And that's kind of how we started a lot of our social media campaigning and how, you know, it kind of made all those connections and it, it kind of helped us get out of, you know, a lot of a boredom. <laughs> that was a big yeah. part of March and April because <laughs> we couldn't have people here. And then, you know, from there, it kind of styled into something that I enjoy doing. Wow, that's crazy. But definitely faking it. (laughs) Well, I mean, the photos that you guys post are so amazing, so vibrant, crisp, like, and it just seems like everyone is having a good time. We try. (laughs) You don't try, you do. (laughs) You guys execute. You guys got an A in that. (laughs) So that's what we were going for. We really wanted to share our city with people and hopefully they come here and have a great time so it's been kind of goal reached on that front I think yeah (laughs) well that's good that you guys reached that milestone because like you know I've heard a lot of things about Savannah yeah I have family Uh, I had a cousin that actually went to Savannah State and so you know I know a little bit about very little Um, but I know like every TV show talks about like the ghost town or like the ghost (laughs) trails like do you guys partner with like those kind of tour this is only for my own self (laughs) questioning here uh, because I'm planning to come and I want to be like am I going to get scared are you guys partnering with any of those tours and like do you guys do like rose ghost tours like I don't know I'm just I think that's like a very good idea and we should look into doing something like that. Um, we have a friend who owns Savannah Bike Tours um, and he'll, he'll show you around all of the city on bike, but I'm not sure if he's got a ghost tour version of it. <laughs> I'm sure you can roll up on a bike and see a lot in Savannah of the ghosts. Is it really spooky there? No, I mean... I don't think so. I think because, you know, we do have old buildings with lots of history in them that you, you kind of get a couple of those odds and ends stories. We haven't had any experiences like that here. Um, I've seen a ghost. I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> <laughs> I almost dropped my rosé. Okay, you can't just make those kind of comments and then she's like, oh, no, you have to go into details. You saw a ghost when, where, and why. <laughs> There is a old bar here called Sixpence, and uh, I will just say, go check it out when you're here. It's a cool old English bar, um, and there you may have a little experience for a visitor. Are you serious? Yeah, it was creepy. Do, are they friendly ghosts? Is it like Casper? Yeah, he's, uh, he was real nice. Didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
wait were you like just at the bar you know Megan where were you at this this conversation as well we're getting back to that almost yeah I I had been there for a little while so that may have contributed to it there may have been drinks I went to the the bathroom and I opened the door and somebody was in there and I closed the door said I'm sorry um, and stood outside waiting for five or ten minutes and it was like, oh, this is weird, and opened the door, and it was empty. What? There was not like another door, like a, maybe a trap door. Listen, <laughs> jump through the toilet. Uh, <laughs> this is <guy's> crazy. Carter <laughs> style. You should have offered them rose. Maybe they would have been like, "We're back." I don't know. <laughs> wow. So. Just, I mean, I'm just like still flabbergasted that you saw a ghost. Like, what? Um, <laughs> there's no ghosts at the rose all day, of course. Um, we are 100% ghost free. Woohoo! Ghostbusters coming through. <laughs> there's nothing to be afraid of uh, besides empty glasses. Oh, and that's a very big fear. And that's also very spooky. So people go to the Rosé all day and make sure that your glass is full the entire day. Or the ghosts (laughs) that were in that bathroom are going to go find you. (laughs) Yeah, so my next question about is is more about like, where do you guys see this going? Like, what what are your sort of like future plans with the Rosé all day Airbnb? So we've kind of talked about trying to um, sort of tailor vacations for maybe bachelorettes or people coming in who love wine and things like that. Um, we haven't got a firm grip on how we're doing or how we're going to do that, but it's kind of an idea we'd like to explore. We, we love hospitality and making people feel you know happy and comfortable and having a good trip. So we're trying to figure out how to expand on that. <laughs> Do you guys have a pink car? Because I think that's the next step. Like, I, okay. What is funny is I do have a pink electric scooter. Yes! Um, it's the most ridiculous thing I have bought and I love it. I didn't think I was going to love it. It is so much fun. So that's the best way I kind of see Savannah too is that we just kind of zip around on these things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, and it's right on brand because you can use rosé and you won't uh, get in trouble for drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at that. You're innovative. I told you guys they're innovative. <laughs> so with, with, with sort of like that kind of goal in the future, um, I know a lot of people are like, nervous to travel uh during this time what what would you say to them if they were able to come to to savannah and stay there like what how, what precautions you know have you guys taken for covid and you know making sure that everybody's safe we do have very thorough cleaning service um that makes sure that everything has been sanitized between guests um but i think what really makes you know airbnb a special and unique experience is that you just get a door code on your way there and you don't have to interact with somebody in the lobby everything is completely private and i think that that kind of gives people you know that distance that is necessary during this time um yeah. And um, Savannah is a great place where you can actually come and be socially distant and still enjoy it. I mean, you can walk down all of the streets and they're just beautiful. You're a block away from Forsyth Park, so you can in one minute walk, you're in the park and you can be 
as far away from people as you want. Um, yeah, and because we have so much open air and green space in Savannah, it kind of makes us a unique, you know, walking tours are a thing. There's so much history everywhere you turn. And I guess our favorite thing to do on a Saturday is to walk one block from this house to Forsyth Park and drink a bottle of wine. Oh. And there's a lot of, like, relaxation here. It doesn't feel like you're in the city. <laughs> wow. And that's amazing because you got to have good greenery uh, in, in, in this day and age because we need more oxygen because <laughs> the world is just going crazy. We need to just, you know, sit back, relax and enjoy more often. And it sounds like that's what you guys specialize in, having fun and taking the load off, especially during a pandemic. <laughs> that's exactly right. Savannah is a perfect place to just kind of <laughs> relax and forget about things. That's amazing. It's nice for us to live here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Every day is a vacation for you guys. Well, you guys are living the the quote, you know, if you love what you do, it's never work. It sounds like. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Debatable. Okay. That makes sense. Um, So I just want to ask one more question about the house itself. How many bedrooms is it? And like bathrooms, like what's the, the inside like? So it's two bedrooms, one bath. Um, it has a full kitchen. And in the first bedroom, it's a king size bed. And the other bedroom has a king size bed and two twins and a trundle. So it can um, have up to six people in the house. Um, so it's enough room to, you know, bring a couple of people. It's a nice, nice, fun place. And can people <laughs> buy rose while they're there? Like, is there rose being sold? Like, in a vending machine or something because <laughs> it's all day so you want to make sure it's, you're, you're accessing it <laughs> I guess with a complimentary bottle of rosé <laughs> that's even better oh you guys are so sweet so how can people follow you all on social media book all of that so we are on Instagram it's my favorite thing right now um, at Day S-A-V um, and then we have Facebook as well, Rose All Day. Um, and then you can book us on Airbnb. Um, it's easier if you go through our Instagram, but it is airbnb.com slash H slash Rose All Day with three Y's. <laughs> <laughs> you got a distinctive little name there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, we love it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just so excited, like, about the ingenuity you guys have in creating like a theme but a theme that's like every day you know <laughs> yeah it's all day every day i love it all day every day <laughs> i love it i love it so i have to ask this question considering you guys are the rose connoisseurs that you are you ready for it it's a hard I'm question <laughs> what's your favorite rose and this is a this could be two different answers because it's two of you. Well, I will answer. Today um, <laughs> is Cote de Femme. They are incredible people. It's a small business. It's a great family. They came and stayed here before, and, and we got to have their wine that way. And it was just such an experience. Um, besides being delicious, it also has bling on it. Yes, <laughs> it's so cute and sweet and. They're great people. It makes a difference. Yeah, it does. Oh, Justin, what's yours? I'm going to have to say the same because these people were seriously awesome. I mean, it it was really nice to see a small business and they were having so much fun with it. Um, 
it's just great so it's hard not to it's hard to be that i do think it might actually be possible that they have more fun than us they are just so freaking cool <laughs> they are and and it's I'm laughing because I'm like they are just the ray, ray of sunlight we need in 2020 uh, right. Chris, like I met that. Kristen she was one of our very first guests um, and like she's just so sweet I'm just like I want to be you for a day like you're so awesome <laughs> so yes I agree their rosé is super duper amazing <laughs> Well, guys, this has been fun. We definitely cannot wait to come to Savannah because we definitely want to do like a live virtual happy hour with you. Uh, yes. Social distancing appropriate, of course, because uh, it's only going to get worse, kids. Round two is coming up for this fall. So. <laughs> I'm not ready. I know. Get it all out now. Um but we're excited to come to Savannah and we can't wait to to meet you guys in person and actually toast it up with you. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yay! Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us today. Cheers. 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 Wow. Thanks, guys. Megan, I'm so excited to come on down to Savannah and check it out. Of course, no spooky tours because I don't do ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I guess I am, actually. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to the amazing Vanessa of Wine Access. Pew, pew. <laughs> And today, you guys are in for such a great treat. She has one of the most amazing jobs in the world. I mean, we even made a joke that she's like the head of all wines in the world because like, how cool would that be? But she's the head of wine at Wine Access. She's super duper dope, amazing, and knows everything about everything. I like to present and let you guys hear the amazing Vanessa Conlon. Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, we're excited to chat with you because, I mean, we just made the joke about being the head of wine. So, like, you're ahead of all of the wine in the world. Everything has to go through you. (laughs) We appreciate the work and due diligence you put into this job because wine is delicious and it's because of you. Oh well, I can't take credit for all the wines in the world, but um, but I do um, I do run the the wine team at Wine Access. So you know, um, in terms of selecting wines, um, you know, I, I oversee a team of amazing um, professionals that we have the most credentialed wine teams in the industry. Um, I'm a master of wine. We have a master sommelier on the team, uh, master wine candidate, uh, former global beverage director of Boribodo. So, you know, these people, we've all devoted our life to uh, to what we do. And um, yeah, I, I feel super lucky. I get to, you know, select the wines that we offer on our platform. And then I oversee all the content that we write about it as well, which is just something that uh, is all original. So every wine that we offer, we write a 500 to 1,000 order write-up. We taste every single wine that we offer and we write all of our own taste So we really put our heart, heart and soul into this and, and take it really, really seriously. Um, you know, I, I think like my my job is uh, to be sort of the advocate for the consumer 
And something that I feel super passionate about is, you know, making wine accessible to everybody. And in my mind, that doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean sort of diluting any of the specialness about it. But I think that in some people's minds, and you know, I grew up in a family. I did not grow up in a wine family, so I had to find it on my own. And I just remember, you know, thinking for myself, like, wow, this is a high barrier of entry. And it isn't meant to be, you know, it's meant to be shared. It's meant to be discussed. It's meant to be personal experience and not something that we all have to agree (laughs) and like the same thing on. Um, But, um, but so that's, you know, that's, that's something I feel passionate about. That's my job is to kind of really explain every wine that we offer, why it's special, why we're passionate about it. um, And like bring the consumer in on the, on the journey. Wow, that's like a heavy lift and like super dope at the same time because people count on you and your opinions and sort of like your critique, if you will, of these wines to to make decisions. So thank you for being like a consumer report. <laughs> no, it's, it's my pleasure, but it, but you know, it is, it is something. It's like a, um, it's a, it's a job that I that I love. So we really take it seriously. And our, you know, myself and the rest of the wine team, we have this motto like when deciding, you know, what to offer, and you know, less than ten percent of what we taste gets through. Um, so we'll say like, okay, would you stake your reputation on this wine? And that. If we if we can't say yes, you know we won't we won't feature it um, because you know this is this is again we're we're putting our personal endorsement on this wine and so you know if it doesn't totally surprise and delight and over deliver um, you know then we haven't done our job. <laughs> wow, that's crazy! And you know what? Thank you for bearing that. Like, <laughs> that's a lot to bear. So how did you even get into this? Like, how did you become the connoisseur that you are today? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you for, for asking a, that question. It's, you know, because, again, I, I like to encourage people, like, you don't have to have grown up with wine. I did not grow up with wine. I, I grew up in a family of musicians, actually. Oh. Um Wine and music and, together. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they actually have a lot of similarities. That's good. But, um, no, you know, my parents are, are uh, musicians and, you know, they would drink wine every once in a while, but really, like, only when they would have, like, friends over for dinner. Um, it was not part of my, of my any kind of my knowledge base. So I was really in, in college. Um, and I, you know, I went to school for music. I have a master's degree in music um, and and pursued, you know, pursued actually that career for, for several years as a singer um, before I kind of caught the bug. So, you know, I can do it, you know, pretty you know, already into my, my 20s, um, thinking I was going to have a whole entirely different life path, you know, in terms of like having a career as a musician. And um, I just, you know, like all starving artists, um, I had to take other jobs. <laughs> so, you know, I, I spent a good amount of years in New York waiting tables. And, um, you know, I kind of had to learn about a little bit about it. Um, through that and then you know I had some downtime also in between singing jobs and I just thought you know this is seems really interesting I really want to know more about this um and so I actually I took a class and I like to <laughs> I like to tell this story too because I I, I don't know if people ask me this um or if you've, you've heard other people say like oh what was your epiphany bottle right like what was the bottle that like turned you and I don't have one of those <laughs> I, I have I had a class that's how much of like you know a, a, a dork I am right like I had a class where I went to this class and it was just like a you know an amateur um evening like wine 101 and I 
was so fascinated. I just thought, oh my gosh, there is so much here to learn about. I had no idea how many decisions and steps go into every single bottle. Um, and it just kind of blew my mind. And so um, I, I changed careers, you know, um, I started at the very bottom because I was still, you know, at that point, very much a, a beginner. So, you know, I kept taking classes. I did all the wine and spirit education trust levels. Um, I worked at a retail shop for minimum wage uh, in New York just to learn, you know, and um, be able to taste a lot of wines. And then I just kind of worked up from there. Um, I, you know, I love New York, but my husband and I were ready for a bit of a change. And mm-hmm. I had never worked it around vineyards and wine production before. So, you know, we ended up moving to Napa Valley in 2010. Um, and I started working for wineries doing sales and marketing um, to, and, um, you know, love it here. I'm, I'm talking to you from Napa Valley right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing place to learn. Um, but basically, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time here and then I decided to pursue the Master of Wine program. And um, uh, that's an amazing community of, of, of people. Um, not It's different than the Master Sommelier. A lot of people um, think they're the same thing, but it's, it's not. But I'm not a Master Sommelier, I'm Master of Wine, um, and, um, which is an organization based out of, out of the UK. Mm. Um, but I, I met who used to be my, my, my boss at Wine Access. He hired me to be on his team. And then eventually he moved on and I got promoted into his position. So that's kind of in a nutshell how I... <laughs> I ended up here but but it all basically boils down to just like you know wine's so fascinating and I find so much inspiration every day from you know learning about it tasting it talking to the people behind it and um yeah that just drove me to kind of to, to, to keep pursuing it and here we are wow <laughs> I mean and your journey I mean I love the fact that like a class brought you in and I mean <laughs> the ability to go to a class and see the sort of the, the forward steps one should take. I, I mean, that's amazing. Was it sort of like a laid out as a plan? Like they tell you this is the next course or like, how did you sort of like find your way or maneuver through? Yeah, I mean, I mean, once you start something like the WSET, um, you know, they have a number of levels that you can take, you know, one through four. So I, I pursued that track. I mean, there are certainly other things um, other programs that, that are possible. And I'll say like, you know, even just since I started pursuing wine, now there's so much available online. You know, there, mm-hmm. there really weren't as many resources then that there are now. So, you know, maybe maybe if I had started this my journey later, I would have, you know, I would have learned in a different way. But at that point, I'm also kind of like an in-person type yeah. <laughs> learner. I, 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 you know, I like to, I like to, uh, you know, be there and interact with that. But, um, but that's all to say, like everyone learns differently. Right. So, um, so there was kind of a clear path to the WSEC, but I think that anyone who's interested could find many, many ways to, to learn about wine. Wow. I mean, I'm excited to, to hear this story because I know myself, I, I'm personally interested in like learning more about the educational piece um, in the classes and courses. So hearing how you were like, yes, and excited, it just, okay. I, I can see this as a future plan. Okay. And you guys made the, the move to Napa. What was that transition like? And then more specifically, like in going to Wine Access, how did you sort of get that job and how did you work your way through the ranks? 
Yeah, well, so, you know, in New York, once I, you know, I changed careers and I, I progressed up sort of in my career growth there. So I ended up, before we left, I was the buyer for three businesses in Manhattan for two retail shops wow. and a wine bar. Um, and that was, the, you know, that was an amazing experience. But, you know, as I mentioned, like, I really wanted to be around vineyards and production um, and, and learn about that. And so uh, there's, you know, I started looking at jobs out here. Uh, just literally on the website, whyjobs.com. <laughs> and I'm and I'm applying for these jobs in Napa Valley. And, you know, when I would get like a sort of a call back, you know, they'd be like, well, great. Like, you know, come in tomorrow. And I was like, well, I'm in New York. <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, oh, okay, thanks anyway. You know, uh-huh. and this went on for like, you know, several months. And then I finally was like, you know what? I think, I think we just have to go and so I had I don't I had heard this phrase somewhere in my life where which is you know leap and the net will appear um and so I (laughs) I just I looking back I don't know how I got this courage I really don't but I I basically I quit my job I moved out here I brought my laptop my cat and your mattress um and (laughs) wow and just you know again started kind of started again from scratch out here so you know my very first job out here this is coming from you know being the buyer for three businesses in, in Manhattan my, you know my first job here was I worked in the tasting room at Robert Mondavi Winery wow. um, so you know I'm I'm a you know I, I, I'm a sort of a big believer in like putting your time in and really learning you know mm-hmm. um, and and sort of having the humility to admit like hey I might have been like you know I might have been a, some you know a buyer in New York but no one knows me here so like I need to put my time in I need to, to get to know the lay of the land and the people um, and and just sort of you know pr- pr- you know prove myself um, as, as, a, as an individual so you know I did that and then I as I mentioned I, I worked for um, a couple different wineries out here during sales and marketing but I I really got the job at Wine Access because I was in the mass, enrolled in the Master of Wine program. Um, wow. And it's just, uh, you know, it's an amazing group of people. And so through that network is how, you know, my name kind of got thrown in the hat to, to join the team. And I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> wow. And so if someone is like trying to get into this career, what, what would be like a word of encouragement you would give them? I would say, um, like not to be too intimidated to jump in because everyone has to start somewhere. And I will also say that nobody knows everything. So, oh, yes. you know, look, I've got, I'm, you know, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got this, you know, I, I earned I earn this credential, the master of wine, but I'm still learning. I learn stuff every day uh, about wine. So I think just don't think that you, that there's, you know, don't think that you have to come in knowing anything and also don't think that you're going to end up knowing everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just open, you know, enter with an, with an open mind. And, um, you know, I just always think, I, I remember um, before I became a master of wine, one of my, my friends, Dave Four, who was already a master of wine at that point, you know, I, I remember visiting wineries with him and people would be like, oh, you're a master of wine. And he was not afraid to admit that he was still learning things. You know, they would say something about whatever they were doing at vineyards and he'd be like, oh, wow, I just learned that. And I thought that's so, that's so admirable, you know, because if you pretend you know everything, you shut yourself off from, from continuing to grow and learn. That's very true. Thanks for that word of encouragement. I feel like it's the more you know. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm pretty sure someone's going to take of that jacket and be great because of you. <laughs> Um, I know. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you you're you're life changing. <laughs> so I know Wine Access sells a variety of wine. Um, so how do yeah. you guys select it? 
And then also more specifically with your rosés, how did you select them and what are the sort of top rosés you guys have? Sure. So, so yeah, so we have, a, you know, we're, Wine Access, we're, we're an e-com business. Um, so, you know, we're a national e-com um, direct-to-consumer. So, you know, we're, we have um, what we call the daily offer, which is wine offered via email, um, where we feature a specific wine one at a time. We also have an online store, um, and then we have a wine club. Wow. Which um, I'm really, really excited about. Um, Ooh, but some we select the, <laughs> Oh, well, it's you know I think um, wine club. Uh, so our wine club I think is different than a lot of in the states where we we really put a lot of thought and effort into a theme with every club. So for instance, you know we'll we'll pick um, like the last one was winemaking techniques. And so we featured a variety and you can choose a mix of white and red or all reds. Um, but, but they're chosen based on something that again, is going to keep people excited and learning. So, you know, different bottles, like somewhat, you know, one was made with like, you know, carbonic maceration. Um, one has some residual sugar. And so, you know, it's not only a club, but it's an opportunity to keep learning about wine. Mm-hmm. And then we also film videos um, that we release around them. So, oh. yeah, kind of understanding oh. that, that people digest information differently, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so if you want to read about it, we obviously have it all in writing. But, like, if you want to sort of turn on your, you know, your computer and, and piece along with us, um, we'll taste it and explain it as, as well. So just sort of more online um, you know, consumer of information, we offer that, uh, we offer that as well. But, um, essentially the wines, you know, um, we, we sort of like, you know, scour the edges of the earth for these great bottles that have to over deliver on, you know, price to quality ratio and does it at any price point. So, you know, if you're a, if you're in the $15 price range, great. If you're in the $1,500 price range, you know, great. Like, we're, we're here for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yes. but, but, um, but no matter what, at any price, you know, it, it does have to earn the endorsement of the wine team. Um, so we have to really say, like, this is a bottle that we endorse. This is a really special bottle. And then, you know, we're also looking for the stories to tell. Because we do generate all of our own content. Um, you know, we're looking for, like, hey, what can we say? What can we tell about this wine that, like, you can't just go find on Google? You know, and so that really involves that kind of, like, picking up the phone or, you know, not traveling as much currently, but, um, you know, traveling to these wineries, like, talking to the winemakers, talking to the vintners, pulling out these little pieces of information that, you know, that are going to kind of bring the consumer along the wine journey with us. Wow. I love it. And, like, I, I went to your website, I remember, like, it was like each ro- like rosé because of course that's what I'm going to look at uh, had like a little story that went with the actual bottle yeah. so that's kind of cool exactly yeah thank you exactly I, I mean again we're trying to make it um, we're trying to bring that information to the consumer so like if, if I think about you know we're e-com but if I think about a lot of brick and mortar retailers or like you walk in your shop and you're just looking at a shelf and you're like how do I do this just name names and prices you know, um, and maybe I recognize the name of this bottle, but what, like, why, why should I, you know, why should I get excited about this wine? And, and that's what we, that's what we really, um, you know, that's our sort of reason for being is, is being able to say like, hey, this is why, <laughs> this is what's cool about this wine. This is what's delicious about this wine. This is different. You know, if you like this type of wine, you might also like this type of wine, you know, so just, just kind of make it, um, just open, open the eyes, open the palate <laughs> yeah. of wine consumers. 
So how can people connect with you or Wine Access? So wineaccess.com. So you can go there, you know, anytime you can see our online offerings in our store. If you'd like to receive what we call it in our daily offer, which is receiving an, you know, an email um, per day or as they're using, if you don't want to receive that many emails, it's a different frequency. Um, but all you have to do is basically give us your email address. There's no um, obligation. We're not going to ship you anything you didn't choose. You know, uh, obviously there is the wine club. If you sign up for that, we would ship quarterly shipments. But, but other than that, there's no censorship. So you just have to, you know, navigate yourself to our site. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we, we are on Facebook. We have a group called the Wine Access Experience um, and we're, where we're posting, you know, things that we're excited about. We have a lot of really, really cool um, videos with different winemakers um, and vintners from around the world. We have, we have people who joined us from Bordeaux, from Australia. You know, oh, from various wow. places around the United States, from Oregon, and then here in our in our backyard, you can check that out or at Wine Access on Instagram. Wow. That's a lot of great information. And you guys, the website is so easy uh, to use. It's user-friendly and it's like great content. Like I'm like, oh, I love this. So I'm going to definitely share the website on our podcast too and on our Instagram. So definitely, definitely reach out to Wine Access. They are doing some great things. And they're the consumer report for wine. Like that's how I'm phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like oh. that. I like that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> please do, please do, please do. <laughs> so Vanessa, <laughs> I have to ask this question. It's our final Jeopardy question of the day. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is your favorite rose? Ooh. Okay. So right now, um, I'm excited about a wine um, on our website in the store. Um, because it's a little bit unusual. So I, you know, I love more traditional rosés. I love Provence rosés, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, rosés from my backyard here in like Sonoma, Pinot Noir. But we have a sort of unusual one on the site. So this is, um, it's a non-vintage, it's a sparkling wine. So it's called Lavinia di Alice Oso Vino Spumante Brut. And it's from Italy. I won't ask you to say that 10 times twice because I could, I could barely get it all once. <laughs> I'm actually like super proud of myself right now. But, um, but I think it has a really, really cool story. So it's, um, this is a dry wine. Um, um, so I would call this a rose prosecco, except I can't. Because there's 10% of a grape called Marzamino, which isn't allowed uh, in the production of Prosecco. So it's just oh. called a, a, a spumante. But, but technically, if it didn't have that 10% of this Marzamino, you could, it could be called uh, Prosecco. But um, because it's from that region um, and the other varieties are legally permitted. But sort of this, I like it because I like this kind of like outlier. You know, it doesn't sort of conform to the, the rules of the region, but it's really delicious. So it's dry, but it's got like beautiful strawberry, raspberry flavors. It has this sort of Italian dried herb quality that I really love. Um, and I also like it because it's, the, um, it's a female winemaker. Oh, <laughs> so yes. I love to sort of, you know, feature, um, to, to, to feature that. And um, it's delicious. So that's chilling in my fridge uh, pretty much every day this summer. <laughs> and it's um, it's delicious because you can drink it by itself. It's super fun. I mean, anytime I open anything with bubbles, I'm kind of in a good mood right away. Yeah. Um, but it's also super food friendly. And I, I especially like in this summer when we're, you know, eating lots of, of um of different things like things off the grill, fresh things, you know, something that you can drink all the way um, through dinner um, that will pair really beautifully with a lot of different things. And for me, that's, that's, that's this bottle. Yes, I'm here for it. And so 
definitely going to look out for that. I know I'm not going to repeat the name because I'm a jacket. <laughs> well, uh, Vanessa, I want to say thank you so much. We definitely have to have you back on. Um, definitely after harvest season. I know a lot of people are working hard during the harvest season and getting everything ready uh, for the 2020-2021 and everything else that's happening. Um Hopefully we're all alive for that. Um, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of scary yeah, out here. Uh, but <laughs> want to say thank you again so much. We really appreciate your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for you know uh, for for spreading the word about wine, and you know it's it's something that I really love getting people excited about um, and, and passionate about, and, and sort of sharing you know what what you know gets me out of bed every morning, which is that it's really meant to be something that brings us together as people, whether we're virtual or together. So thanks for having me. Oh, of course, you're just so we're friends. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Vanessa. My pleasure, my pleasure. Take care, and I hope to see you out here in Napa sometime. Oh, we'll be there. Don't worry. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, cheers to that. Wow, great interview, Vanessa. Thanks so much for joining us. And to the people at Wine Access for all the access of wine that you give us. Want to shout out our amazing friends at the Rosé All Day Airbnb. Check them out. Don't forget to check them out on Instagram too. See all their amazing pictures. And shout out to Coats de Femme uh, because they actually showed us who Rosé All Day Savannah uh, Airbnb is. And they took some amazing pictures. So shout out to them. And because they're awesome. We love Coats de Femme. Also, again, Wine Access, thank you so much. Shout out to Bartender Ben, Angeline, and the team here at the Rose Hour Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, share, tell a friend, get some rose all day, every day. Uh, and don't forget to go to our website, therosehourpodcast.com, and cop some merch. Our updated website is coming. I know we say it like every week, but that's because websites take time, friends. And we're in a pandemic. Lots of things are happening, right? And we're also in election cycle. So don't forget to go vote if you're in the United States. Vote early. Do it because it's really important. Our lives depend on it. Tariffs for wine depend on it. So if you don't know, we talked about it on a few episodes early on. There are huge tariffs here in the United States on wine, and we need to do something about it. How do you do something about it? Vote. Vote, 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 because Trump implemented those, and we don't need them. (laughs) I know, right? I bet you didn't think that was coming. Again, we want to thank you all so much for joining us here at the Rose Hour Podcast. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, let us know. Don't forget, again, like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Cheers! Pew, 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 pew.